we are being hired now for clients that may be birthing during this time. So we might not ever have that face-to-face and hands-on with that particular client. So unfortunately, we are losing a piece of that. I'm Cynthia Overgaard, owner of Hypnobirthing of Connecticut, childbirth advocate, and postpartum support specialist. And I'm Trisha Ludwig, certified nurse midwife and international board-certified lactation consultant. And this is the Down to Birth Podcast. Childbirth is something we're made to do, but how do we have our safest and most satisfying experience in today's medical culture? Let's dispel the myths and get down to birth. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today on this bonus episode of the Down to Birth Show. Trisha and I have decided to put out a few bonus episodes these days because there is so much going on in the industry with respect to COVID-19 and how that's not only impacting protocols around birth in the birthing room, but it's also affecting women's relationships with doulas, which is what we're going to talk about today. We received a question from one of our listeners on this topic, and we decided to bring in Colleen Myatt from Beautiful Births and Beyond who is going to answer our questions. Now, Colleen, you're a birth doula and a postpartum doula, right? Yes. All right, terrific. So let's get started with having Trisha read that listener question. Trisha, you've got that question on hand to ask Colleen, right? I sure do. Okay, let's get started. I recently interviewed a doula that my husband and I were about to hire. With social distancing in effect, I'm not sure what expectations to have, especially since we are expected to pay her in full upfront. So I was hoping you could answer this. One, what kind of support does a doula typically provide during pregnancy that doesn't require in-person contact? And two, how might a doula be able to support us through the birth if she can't come to the hospital? Are you hearing a lot of these questions, Colleen, these days? Yes, I am. A lot of clients reaching out, wondering, you know, how are we going to move forward? How is this going to be different? Um, In general, the doula is for emotional, physical, and, you know, informational support. So what changes now with COVID? You know, sometimes when I'm hired, I don't even do that first prenatal appointment where we are actually together until about 20 weeks. So sometimes it could be 10 weeks. And what I'm doing then is the informational support and the emotional support and phone calls and texts and Zoom. So in that area, it does not change. Um, You know, and then I've been holding prenatal virtual appointments. Um, What I do is, you know, because I have a welcome packet, I send that along ahead of time. And then we're going through all of that together. So as far as that aspect for myself and then my doula colleagues who have been talking to, it hasn't changed the clients still feel very supported. I'm still their first line to contact when they have questions and sending, you know, the appropriate um, links or whatever, you know, depending on what is going on. So where it really changes is come birthing day, which is, you know, doula's been working with their clients and leading up to this big day. And now all of a sudden, how are we going to do that? Um, They do have to choose between their partner and their doula, and understandably, most of the time, it is the partner that is being chosen. So how am I, or 
any doula going to support their client. So what we have been doing is virtual support. We're setting up you know, a live stream where I'm able to see everything that is going on. And the partner is the doula's hands. You know, the doula is going to help and guide the partner with massage, acupressure points, you know, different positions to get the laboring mother in. You know, everything that we would be, you know, doulas would be doing in the birthing space, whether that is going to be a hospital birth, you know, birthing center birth or a home birth, you know, if um, even home births, it could be limited to how many people can be attending depending on the midwife. So, you know, it has been a big concern with birthing couples, you know, their wish is not to, you know, leave anybody out and they want to feel supported. So that's where the big change is. Is there typically any contact um, during those appointments? Is everything just over a table, over a cup of tea, or are there any techniques that are hands-on during those prenatals? I am hands-on because, you know, we're going over, you know, different positions that we might be using, what I might be doing hands-on. You know, I don't want the first time I lay hands on a client to be at the birth. You know, we want to have that connection and already, you know, have hands-on with them. So that comfort level, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so now, you know, some couples are hiring doulas that might not ever have a face-to-face with their doula. So, you know, a lot of support from doulas to client is hands-on and that physical connection. So unfortunately, we are losing a piece of that. We are being hired now for clients that may be birthing during this time. So we might not ever have that face-to-face and hands-on with that particular client if it's not somebody that we have been working with prior to this. So that's really unfortunate and it is different, um, but we are definitely doing the best that we can to support clients the best way possible. So it's really impressive and um, exciting how we can all sort of pivot and change how we are operating and helping and supporting people through digital services. And it sounds like it's working well for the prenatal care. I'm very curious to know how it's working in the actual birthing environment. Are you finding that hospitals are being supportive of digital doulas? Uh, What is it like? Actually, yes, they are. The nurses have so much pressure on them right now, and they might even be short staffed. So knowing that even though the professional in the room isn't physically there, she is virtually there, or he, you know, there are men doulas as well. So the uh, doula being virtual does help the staff, the nursing staff and the OBs and the midwives, because even though the birth professional is not in the room physically, we are in the room virtually helping the birthing person. I think that nurses right now, they could be understaffed, they're very stressed. And just knowing that somebody is there to help the partner, the partner is not feeling alone, he knows that the doula is there. We're guiding, you know, the partner the whole time. And, you know, it just really seems to 
help everybody. Um, is it, are you doing this like through a phone so it's easy to move around and show what's happening? Are you setting up a laptop or does it vary? It varies because most of, um, you know, personally, my clients are using iPads. Okay. So, you know, but you can use a phone. It's, it would be harder for them to bring a laptop and do a Zoom only because it's, you know, if the birthing person's in the bathroom or in the shower or in a tub or something, you want something you that's want, You want to be able to move around a lot and yeah. get, get up close and... Exactly. Colleen, one other part of doula care that's really important is the postpartum support. Are you able to then visit the moms in their homes for postpartum or are you still doing this digitally and how is that working and what does that look like? It's a, it's a little of both, honestly. Um, you know, the doulas that I am mostly in contact with were, you know, figuring this out and it's a day by day, you know, basis. And it depends on the level of comfort for the doula and the level of comfort for the family. Um, so I did do some postpartum support personally last week and all went well, but some people might not be comfortable with that. And what's really hard is that part of postpartum when we're going, you know, to the home after doulas were debriefing the birth, we're giving support with breastfeeding. I'm a certified lactation counselor. So, you know, I'm always trying to you know, help with the breastfeeding support as much as possible and not being their hands on for that can be a little bit more difficult. Trying to position the baby correctly and, you know, it just anyone who's done lactation support knows how difficult that can be virtually. It's very frustrating. You want to you wanna reach through the computer and yeah. just <laughs> put your hands there. Exactly. We want to be there. We want to be able to be hands on. Um, yeah, we can help the partner with that. And there's our videos to send as well. But what we're losing once again is that in-person feel. And, um, you know, we're just, we're all just doing the best that we can in a uncertain situation. Sometimes, you know, with a brand new baby, people don't necessarily want someone coming in, even if it is your doula, because we, you know, we just don't know. You know, the, you could be symptomatic for 14 days and you, you don't know. So, well, one of the challenges that postpartum moms are facing right now is that they are leaving the hospital sooner in order to create more space in the hospital in order to reduce their risk of exposure. So, um, it sounds like moms are going home in less than 24 hours and then they're not necessarily seeing anyone for right. weeks. So I would think that you know, this postpartum support in person would be really helpful if we can ensure that you know proper hygiene and protocols and even personal protective equipment are available yeah. and, and Ab used. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, I am willing to go in with a face mask and gloved and you know my personal comfort level is okay with that, but it's, you know, it's per doula, it's per family and what their comfort level is. Well, on the bright side, one of the greatest values of having a postpartum session with a mother and her newborn is that you can debrief the birth with her 
You can allow her to process her birth experience and you can check in with how she's doing emotionally and provide the friendship and comfort and support and education that she needs. And that can be done virtually if there is a silver lining here that you can provide at least as much of that support virtually as you ever could. The breastfeeding support is a whole different ballgame, but there's so much that we can do for her virtually because we can allow her to talk and process. Every woman has a lot to process after the birth, positive, just remembering it all, any questions or doubts she's had about it, any regrets. There's so much value in just being there for her and allowing her to talk. I would, I would think too that, you know, having a person face-to-face, even if it is virtually just to check on, ask the question about their bleeding and are they going to the bathroom and can they take their blood pressure at home and can they take their temperature? Um, I'm not sure if midwives and doctors or nurses are doing that after they discharge them from the hospital. I would assume that they have some type of way of tracking that, but um, with so many women leaving the hospital early, that seems very important. Gosh, I hope they are, Tricia. I think that's actually, I view that even as their responsibility to do so, to keep providing that medical care, because that isn't something that a doula can or should be doing. It should be their midwife or their doctor who's saying, we're releasing you earlier than normal. This is what to look out for. Get back to us on this. I hope they're doing that. I'm sure they are. They certainly give them discharge orders. And I'm sure that they're giving them, you know, warning signs and things to call about, but are they actually having a face-to-face check-in. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, just because of the logistics and the way they've had, you know, they're understaffed and they're, the challenges that they're facing, I'm thinking that the postpartum doula support being virtual would be even more important. It's mm, a good point. A good stand-in. You're right. Yeah. And, you know, and sometimes you, in the old way of doing things, you know, we check in a lot with text and then we have an in-person postpartum follow-up. I think it's super important right now to just do more virtual, you know, postpartum follow-ups because for one thing, you can't tell how someone's feeling through texting, but I can't tell you how many times a client will tell me they are feeling fine through text. And then I hop on a call with them and they just break down. Absolutely. That's just such so a good point. And, and then next level, being able to see their face, just right. having, if you do a zoom and being able to actually see the expression on their face, then, you know, it's very easy to just give a quick response of, yeah, things are good. Yeah, exactly. And having a new baby in of itself is isolating. And now you can't even you know, leave the home if you want to. Or bring anybody over to see your yeah, new baby. Exactly. I mean, think about, you know, the grandparents and, you know, people who normally would be flocking at least to come see the baby and, and help the mother. And that can't even happen right now because older people are such at risk. And then of course the baby is at risk. So it's just, you know, we're just doing everything that we can to make sure that, um, our clients know that we are there for them. I tell clients they can call me at any time, even in the middle of the night, because you know this is not your regular circumstance. So great, Colleen. Thanks so much for coming on the show and answering these questions for us. It's touching to hear that all of you doulas are staying in contact with each other, sharing ideas and best practices, and to hear that you guys are going so much above and beyond what you normally do to support women through this time. 
It really is so hard for them. On top of all the usual, even getting food into the house is hard. Even worrying about their own parents is hard and the health of their loved ones when we all really need to be looking out for them and taking care of them. So uh, it's inspiring. Thanks so much for being here and answering this. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you so much for having me. If you enjoy our podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review on Apple iTunes and share a favorite episode or two. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Down to Birth Podcast or contact us and review show notes at downtobirthpodcast.com. Please remember this information is made available to you for educational and informational purposes only. It is in no way a substitute for medical advice or a professional healthcare provider. The ideas presented represent our own thoughts and opinions and those of our guests. As always, hear everyone and listen to yourself. Thank you for tuning in and see you next time.